So when Larry Elder was running as governor of California a few months back, there was an article in the LA Times calling him the blackface of white supremacy. It was written by a lady named Erica Smith, I think, and she's a black woman, okay? And now recently, we have Miss Winsome Sears, who is the lieutenant governor in the state of Virginia, okay, Virginia of all places. You would think that a, a, a black woman being second in command of this state would mean something, but instead, Joy Reid has this guy on her show, and they are just digging into how uh, she is a black face, but has white ideas running through her head. This thing on? Hey, you're listening to Big View, Small Windows Podcast, Deeper Thoughts. I cover topics dealing with theology and spirituality and politics from a no-nonsense perspective. If you're into blogs, visit bigviewsmallwindow.com and get my take on things in a thousand words or less. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and leave a comment. If you would like to give to Big View Small Window, check out the give page. It's all happening at bigviewsmallwindow.com. Oh, okay. So to me, what I'm about to talk about, I think this is bad for America. I think this is bad for every community, not just the black community. Uh, I think this is bad for politics. It's bad for TV. It's not good news, but here it is. So recently we had an overturning in the state of Virginia, very wicked place, very uh, dark place, spiritually dark place. And then also just a place where there's a lot of money and there's a lot of favors uh, going around. Now, the governor is now uh, a Republican, which I think is something that people are saying they didn't think they'd ever see happen. And then on top of that, we now have a lieutenant governor who is a black woman. She's super cute. And I saw this picture with her, with her machine gun or whatever she's holding. So she's also, I think, ex-military. I need to read up a little bit more because she's basically now a showstopper and the left is, I guess, trying to cancel her. They get me, but you can't. You can't, right? So I would think that this would be a win for the black community, right? If you see this life through color, which apparently a lot of journalists, so-called journalists and newscasters, you know, and news anchors, they see life through a colored lens. And so I would think in a state like Virginia that has a really oh, bad history for uh, African-Americans and for uh, those who have had some sort of historical tie to slavery, um, basically this would be like a total exoneration, right? We had a woman, uh, become like second in command of the entire state that should change history. That should change the way we think and the way we talk about this community, right? Okay. So I'm part of, of the black community, but I don't, you know, just walk around identifying myself by my skin color. I guess if I were Joy Reed, then I would do that. But I was very upset and offended by her and this man that she had on her show. I can't think of his name right now, but I've seen him debate other black people before. And he is very, 
you know, brainwashed is what I'm going to call it. You know, very, I guess I've heard one commentator say very uh, blackity black back to Africa type of guy. But essentially what you are listening to, in my opinion, are racist black people talking about other successful black people. So anytime there is a person in the black community that runs as a Republican or presents themselves as a conservative, they are being branded Uncle Tom's and saying that they, even though they're a black face, it's a white mouth that's moving. I mean, I'm just hearing all sorts of crazy things. And to me, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, I'm in the process of still listening to the 1619 Project. I have uh, one podcast left until I finish that. And I'm also releasing blogs one by one that's kind of talking about, you know, my thoughts of what critical race theory is. By no means am I an authority on the subject. You don't have to be an authority on the subject to kind of catch the low-hanging fruit of information that's available and to know that this retelling of the constitution the constitution retelling of the declaration of independence just retelling of our history inciting uh, vandalism of statues whether the person fought on the side of the north or the south when it comes to the civil war these are monuments and pieces of history that need to remain in place they are conversation starters they are markers of time and we don't need to be erasing that. And so those are Marxist tactics, by the way. This it is it is of no service to the black community to tear down an Abraham Lincoln statue or whatever the case may be. And we also have to understand that at a certain time in history, and I'm just gonna put put this out there. I mean, I think the whole world was racist. And so <laughs> at the time that there were African American slaves here in America, there were slaves in all sorts of European countries and so you, you have to dig into history a little bit more. But to bring this thing to modern day, AD 2021, which is the time frame that we are living in right now, I cannot believe my ears that on primetime TV, people are talking like this. And then the infighting that's going on, as if a Black person can't be an individual, think for themselves, have conservative ideas. I've even, I've even heard ideas such as being on time, um, such as a nuclear family, being married to the same person your whole life, uh, worshiping God, that I've even heard it called that these things are white ideas. Can you believe a black person who shows up on time and is faithful to their spouse and fears God is, is basically being called a white person? I just, I don't even understand. I, I can't wrap my head around it. All I can tell you is that when I was younger, uh, because of my, I'm going to call it accent, whatever, I grew up in Johnson County. It's like I grew up in Johnson County. And this is in Kansas, right? And it's a predominantly white side of the, of the city. It's a suburb of Kansas City. But then I also grew up in Wyandotte. So I had a, a house in both places that I lived at. And so I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm half and half from a social perspective, right? I'm, I'm, I'm biracial from a social perspective, but I'm like, I'm a hundred percent, you know, a black DNA wise, as far as I know, do I, I should look into that, right? Just in case the government owes me a check. Okay. So here's the deal. How can the black community get ahead if we're going to have talking heads like Joy Reid and writers like that Smith lady over at the LA times printing and saying things like this about other black people. 
because someone is is not trying to follow the crowd. We're not a monolith, as somebody's president said when he was running for office and saying that the black community is not very diverse. I think having conversations like this in the public sphere where we're pretty much hating on another black person for stepping out in front and leading in the nation to have conversations like that kind of proves that the expectation is that we all have to think alike and and share the same ideas and beliefs. And that's just not true. We have different backgrounds. We have um, different family units that we come from, different experiences. And coming from within the Black community, I know that we're not all the same. It would just, it would be like me looking at uh, Mexican Americans and saying that everyone from Mexico, no matter what region, no matter what city, they're just all the same. And that's not true either. So again, I was just pretty disturbed and upset by the things that were coming out because this should be something that we should be celebrating. This is actually a win for America as a whole. I think the problem is, is that when, when things like this happen, like when Winsome became the Lieutenant Governor it blows a hole in this hateful narrative, this systemic racism or, or whatever the CRT is, is trying to proclaim that America is. We know that the emancipation and then also civil rights legislation uh, has elevated black people. Now, if there are certain neighborhoods and regions and areas and territories of the United States that are a little bit slow about coming around to the freedoms that people have, then, you know, we, we account for that over history. We're not, we're not denying that after the Civil War, there were riots and, and lynchings and black killings and, and things like that. that. That did happen, right? And so the problem I guess I have is, is if you continue to psychologically and emotionally attempt to live in a time that you never lived in, I guess I just don't understand where you're getting your information from other than, you know, history books and then making up things, but I'm not understanding also where you're getting your outlook from. If you go back and you listen to some of the poetry, if you read some of the writings, um, maybe even watch some of the films and some of the, the things that are now a part of the curriculum, black history curriculum, you will find out that, the emotional fallout that Black people are having today was not even evidenced in any of the works of some of these people. There were leftist uh, Black leaders who kind of talked with the same critical race theory vernacular like people like Joy Reid do today. Um, but for the most part, those that we remember and those that we set before us as an example, those are not the ones that are just full of rage and anger and expecting a handout from the government. Um, I think an apology is due. I don't think that we're going to see it happen because I, I'm pretty sure that these newscasters and these journalists, you know, I don't know what else to call them. I think they're all liars and they're all full of, you know what, um, but they're, they wear these titles and they're on primetime TV. I do think that an apology is owed, but to a certain extent, I suppose somebody else is writing their script, but the fact that they're willing to come forward with these types of conversations and these talking points and just tear other black people down from within the community. I don't understand how that gets you ahead. I don't understand where you're expecting to end up or where you're expecting to go. I suppose you can think and talk and say whatever you want to think, talk and, you know, and, and say and behave as in the public sphere, 
but you look ridiculous. You sound ridiculous for out of one side of your mouth. You know, black people can't get ahead. It's systemically racist. The laws are against us. Prosperity can't happen for black people. But then as soon as somebody is prosperous and they're uh, apparently using white principles of, of being a, a decent human being to other people and to their own families and they're doing things in an honest way, all of a sudden they have no identity that comes from within this community. Their black card is revoked. I, I, I have to say that it is, it's confusing and dealing with being made fun of. Like I said, as I was growing up, because my accent's different, my skin is lighter. I chose to just identify as an individual. And so I've been called a white girl. I've been called an Oreo, all, all that stuff. Nobody talks to me like that anymore. Um, I guess because I hang around better people than what I did 25 years, 30 years ago when I was younger. Oh, I make, that made me sound old. S scratch that. Just know that um, when you expect someone to think like you, talk like you, act like you, agree with everything you say, I believe that that fits the definition of being a bigot. And then when you uh, permeate and seal all of that with race and saying that a person that looks, talks, and acts like you um, basically has to be from your ethnic group, uh, I do believe that that fits a traditional definition of racist. I realize that Merriam-Webster uh, has decided to change their definition of what systemic racism is and prejudice and all those things so that it can fit a narrative and continue to be talked about. But this, to me, this is not okay. I really wish that there would be enough of a stink that would be made from people who are watching primetime television um, to say, hey, we really don't want to hear uh, Black people tearing down other Black people. Um, I don't identify with that. I don't think that's the way that this narrative should be written. And the 1619 Project is all about what happened in the Virginia colony and about how that was the first place, supposedly, where slaves uh, landed and were shipped to the south or, or wherever they were shipped to um, in order for, um, you know, farming and industry from the earth to take place. They had to have uh, people working these plantations and things. But that is basically the founding of where all of this systemic stuff started. So I would think that with Winsome winning that position, it would be an awesome and an amazing opportunity to change the narrative. But as we can see, there are people within the black community who cannot help themselves. I do believe that they are either brainwashed, they're out of their minds, or they're under some sort of demonic influence that leads them to talk this way. I don't appreciate it. I actually wrote a blog, and I think it's called uh, Calling Out Black Supremacy. And that that had to do with, uh, it's a line for line almost, direct response to that article from the LA Times regarding Larry Elder. Um, because I was just very frustrated to see something like that happen. And you have to be totally, completely ignorant to call a black person a white supremacist. Like how stupid can you be? You know, I, I, I sorry, going to be some strong language coming through on this podcast. It's all PG. So no worries about that. Um, all, but all I can tell you just in thinking out loud about this is that I hope we see a shift. I hope we see a change. I, I hope that there will be a, a coming to Jesus moment, if you will, for Joy Reid 
Um, and then also those women on The View. I don't watch The View. I've only just seen like clips of it to know that I would be agitated if I watched longer than those clips and seeing conservatives kind of make fun of how crazy those women are. But at the end of the day, we have some very famous, very well-adjusted, a very wealthy Black people who must think that they are from some other place. If America is so systemically wrong, then how did they get to where they are? Please, please let me know. If the system is rigged against my type and our people, how did you get where you are? How was your business successful? How did you end up on primetime television talking about these things? Because I'm pretty sure that if I could figure out how to, you know, how to present myself, I wouldn't do it that way. But if I could figure out if I can meet up with the right person and rub shoulders with the right people, and just set the right expectations for myself, I guess, I don't know, maybe I ain't trying hard enough to to navigate my way to that sphere. But I, I suppose, if I had those same opportunities, I would be looking to do something different. And I want to encourage black people to think outside the box, to be an individual, to not care what anybody says. Heck, this is information for anybody from any identity group. And 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 basically stand for something, even if you stand all by yourself. These are just some deeper thoughts that I have. I, I really hope that there are no more headlines uh, concerning uh, this black face, white supremacy stuff that is going on. Um, I think that this is a situation where a lot of people who are trying to stick to a narrative, they're pretty caught out. They know that what they believe are lies about this country. You know that what you believe is a lie, but you're willing to perpetuate it for ratings and to get money. So I think the sellout would be you, my friend. Anyway, let me th know your thoughts. I mean, it's it's Tiffany at BigViewSmallWindow.com. I happen to think that my head is on my shoulders pretty well. And um, I suppose if I ever met Joy Reid, um, as much as I would want to kind of smack her in the face, um, I would just try to lead her to Jesus. Is, is that possible? Is she a reprobate? Can she be born again? There's always hope, right? <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye.